0: I have so many sore muscles today from shoveling snow in April. It was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now uh, you may think a show is out of topics if we're just talking about the weather on a weekly basis. No,
0: it's important weather. I mean, yes, it is
1: extreme, <laughs> and it just happens to be hitting our region, um, and uh, we're. A couple hundred miles apart, so something hitting both of us is kind of noteworthy to talk about. Yeah,
0: these polar vortices—they're like they're pretty big. They seem—it seems like whenever one sweeps down and it sucks really bad, it's like a very large region of. Well, this thing, this kind of thing, probably happens a lot in Canada, and we just don't care. But when well, well. <laughs>
1: Not exactly. So uh, polar vortex is the uh, generic term to refer to the fact that around both poles of our planet and many other planets in the solar system that have atmospheres, um, where you have this harsh boundary between temperature differentials, where we have the uh, warmer equatorial air and the colder polar air, and where they meet, instead of it being a smooth gradient, you... Instead, have a bunch of wind, and um, our border wind is known as the jet stream. Even mm. though jet stream itself is also a generic, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we just call it the jet stream. Um, so you know the temperatures don't really smoothly gradient their way to the poles, and the jet stream is normally just around the U.S.-Canadian border anyway. So Canada isn't quite used to it getting a lot freezier at times instead it's used to periods of abnormal warming (laughs) during winter Mm. um because what the uh, jet stream does the part that goes around the entire planet is sometimes instead of making a nice vaguely uh ringish but at least constant shape sometimes it bends Mm. gets a little sinusoidy (laughs) and in addition to dipping down there's a corresponding part that dips up
0: so what you're (laughs) telling me is that canada got my april and i got some polar bullshit out here in schenectady
1: yeah like you didn't even get like canada canada's (laughs) april you got north pole april
0: Ugh. well the north pole can have it back
1: uh it would be nice if it could because then maybe the north pole would stay frozen oh yeah because we kind (laughs) of don't have summer sea ice anymore yeah that's that's bad that is bad Uh, and and in addition to being a symptom of this crap it's also what causes it Mm, so it's one of those great positive feedback loops of global warming that ensure our destruction
0: yes misery and doom yes that's what this show is about Reminding
1: you that global warming is a thing (laughs) when it gets cold in April.
0: Vote Democratic, (laughs) kids. Vote Democratic. Yeah. (laughs) Neither Democratic candidate denies that this is a real thing.
1: Yeah, it's funny how that is. Mm. Uh, So you were shoveling this morning.
0: Well, no, I was shoveling (laughs) last night. It, I uh, guess I shovel more with my left shoulder than my right shoulder, which is unexpected. But yeah, it was a lot of shovel. We got uh, 4.3 inches of snow in the greater Albany area yesterday, which is, I forget whether it's a record or almost a record, but it's a goddamn lot of snow for April.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and you went to work for some reason. It was
0: all good. I don't know. I, I'd been out sick for like three days last week, so I figured I'd better show my stupid face. Coincidentally, Hillary Clinton was in town yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> it must have been fun for people trying to get to her event in like the horrible, horrible roads. I mean, that is somebody actually <laughs> crashed like two houses down from my house, so I went the other way <laughs> on my street, because I know my street is horrible. Wow. <laughs>
1: uh, that's, but again, of course, you know, that's happening to one of the Democrats getting to experience the brunt <laughs> of global warming. If, you know, if that were a freaking Trump, you know, he would just be accusing it of proving global warming not to be a thing. Right,
0: because it's so cold. It's like, no, dude, that's not how this works.
1: Yeah. Um, so, by definition, like, climate is measured in terms of uh, 30 years. So because we've only been measuring the polar vortex, uh, like fluctuation phenomena for 13 years, we can't quantitatively Mm. call it a part of climate change because like you know just because we've only been looking at data for 13 years on the other hand maybe it's only been fucked up in recent times anyway so it wasn't worth measuring until then but if we had we would have known but like so this is one of those things where you know it's like you know well gravity is technically a theory it's like yes Mm. but all the data is there that says it exists you know we can't technically attribute this directly to (laughs) climate change because we've only been collecting data for 13 years but if you look at the 13 years of data it's pretty damn obvious right
0: it's like much as with gravity, if you act as if it's a real thing, you'll get the correct result most of the time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and even then, Einstein gave us the uh, fixed patches for when it doesn't behave correctly. <laughs> right. Good old uh, radical one minus x squared, where x is, you know, whatever you're measuring. <laughs> it's fun. Sure. No, time dilation, gravity, special relativity is just one of the much more interesting parts of
0: physics. I'll take your word for it. I never got past mechanics, personally. Uh,
1: Not that I could, and I just didn't. It's at the end of mechanics. You usually do it before Um, you cross over into E&M.
0: Yeah, toward the end, it was just like, oh, and by the way, Wayne sees a thing. And then it was the end of the semester. (laughs) But now I have a fairly solid understanding of how hydraulic elevators work, and hydraulics in general, so that's worth something. That is. <laughs>
1: elevators are surprisingly impressive.
0: They're extremely useful. Yeah. Because, I mean, one of the better things that we can do for the environment is actually urban density, and that is pretty much made possible by your friend the elevator.
1: Well, urban density to a point... That, this this is one of these uh, pet peeves of mine where, like, we can engineer our way out of catastrophe when all we have to do is pay attention to what the planet has been encouraging us to do all along.
0: Well, I mean, your choices are Does urban mean- density or way less people. And personally, my murder half the planet, like, that's not my... Really?
1: You're not on team murder no, half the planet? You? You know,
0: because I, I might be in the murdered half. <laughs> That's mostly, in fact, I should be. There's no reason I'm not that useful. They would probably murder me. What do I bring to the table?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, ter- <laughs> it turns out that actually both solutions are fine. It's the only, uh, the only anti solution is suburbia. Right. So which Ruby happens the to be worst. exactly yeah. where we are right now america yeah it's the worst of uh both you need tons of energy to ship food around um but not to the scale that makes it worth doing and simultaneously you have people owning their own land but still not enough to farm on um because you can't grow enough food for yourself in a quarter of an acre half of which is your house right um And, you know, rooftop and window gardening in apartments doesn't work either. But you can probably grow the same amount of tomatoes in either scenario. So you don't gain much by having the yard or quote unquote yard.
0: Right. Yards are stupid.
1: Which you'll probably put a pool in filled with poison water.
0: (laughs) I kind of do want a pool, but only so that I can. I found the coolest like giant flamingo (laughs) floating pool toy thing. And I desperately want it. (laughs) (laughs) So <laughs>
1: And want a, we- a reason to have it. My
0: long-range plan <laughs> is to buy a house with a pool so that I can have that giant floating flamingo. Could, Whatever. I, I don't plan on having children. Couldn't you
1: look for more land in like a lake or something?
0: Uh, lakes are gross. <laughs> They've got fish in them and creepy crawlies and snapping turtles and uh, just yucky frogs and crap. You need to pick some new lakes. Well, that's... <laughs> I mean, my only experience of a lake, really, I guess, is like there's Lake Etra and Petty Lake in Heightstown, and they were kind of grody, like fairly grody looking, kind of greenish and Okay, bleh. there's
1: there's no such thing as a lake in uh, South Jersey. That's just swamp with less trees in it.
0: Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If there's mountains around it, you can call it a lake. Oh
0: well, I guess we have some of those up here, but I've never
1: been to one. No, those are very nice. There's a lot of nice mountains in the Adirondacks. You should really see something before you uh, <laughs> move to a more sane part of the country mm. in terms of your climate.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't really want to go to a place with a sane climate. I want to go to Southern California,
1: <laughs> where there's no climate.
0: <laughs> yeah, a complete. It's as- warm and hot. dry. <laughs> yes. Well, sometimes it's cold and dry. I mean, that is the thing about dry is that you get extremes so you have you know it's 30 degrees in the morning and 70 degrees or 80 degrees in the afternoon yeah <laughs> on the plus side it makes uh, whole house fans extremely useful because you just wait until like 8 p.m when it's like 50 outside and then you open all the windows and doors and you turn on the ginormous fan that's in your attic and it just sucks all the air through your house
1: yeah see that's working with the environment right Not, you know fighting it with right. climate control and lack of properly insulated walls and everything else that's wrong with so much of suburbia. Yes. Especially like Atlanta suburbia, which is like the pinnacle of terrible.
0: Oh yes, um the Atlanta metro area is like a quarter of the state of Georgia pretty much. Yeah. And Georgia is not a small state. <laughs> no, it's not. Georgia is in fact the largest state uh east of the Mississippi, I think or maybe florida is bigger anyway it's really big yeah i think it might end up being bigger than florida because if you fold florida i don't know florida's kind of skinny
1: it it turns out i'm way worse at uh comparing sizes of irregularly shaped things than i had uh, (laughs) initially thought because um not wanting to uh dirty a glass because my sink's kind of full right now <laughs> um i poured my uh pre-show or during show beer into the <laughs> mug i usually have tea out of oh um and it fit huh i was totally expecting like to get half of it in
0: hmm.
1: um and then you know at least i wouldn't have you know a full bottle to tip over and smell. right <laughs> um but all of it fit and uh I had no idea I was drinking that much tea at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the shocking part. This is very off track at, the, at this point.
1: Yeah, what did we start with?
0: Polar uh, vortexes? Yeah, they're bad and everybody's going to die. Yeah,
1: it's fine. It's totally fine.
0: Probably not tomorrow.
1: No, we just won't have seasons anymore.
0: You know, if, if that if there aren't seasons in Hawaii and it's fine. It's just Hawaii all year long and it's okay.
1: Well, I mean, that's all well and good for the organisms that have spent billions of years figuring out (laughs) how to work in that. Ow. Um, I don't think oak trees would particularly Mm. appreciate
0: that. No. Or
1: any other color-changing trees. Or squirrels.
0: And we do like to build houses out of the color-changing ones.
1: Well, we used to. Now we just, you know, use cardboard. Oh, that's true. freaking suburbia
0: (laughs) everything wrong with this country can be found in your average suburban neighborhood
1: every time i see one of the hybrid locomotives pulling a passenger train down the northeast corridor i just get so (laughs) mad at our governor for canceling the project that they were purchased for so um the the northeast corridor is entirely electrified Um, from DC to Boston. And the reason that is, in addition to it being the most efficient way to move a crap ton of people, um, is that you can't, um, there's no venting in the tunnels into New York City. Ah. Um, so that has to be fully electrified. So, you know, they just, the uh, Pennsylvania Railroad just electrified the rest of the line. Um. But New Jersey Transit purchased these hybrid locomotives that, um, you know, could pick up overhead wire current and drive directly on that, but also have a diesel generator in them, which is, you know, like 80% as strong as a dedicated diesel passenger locomotive, and... The reason they got them was because they were going to build more tunnels into New York, but they weren't going to electrify the rest of the lines in New Jersey quite yet. So this was a stopgap solution to, you know, have trains that go along the non-electrified lines. And instead of doing awkward transfers and stuffing too many people onto corridor-bound trains coming, you know, from the beach and everywhere else, you know, they would just... Switch on to the corridor and just keep going into New York City. But they didn't add the extra tunnel capacity because he canceled the tunnels. Yay. And now they're just using them. At least they're using them in electric capacity. You know. Well, you know. So they're not wasting diesel on it. It's a bit better.
0: It would have been nice yeah. to have all of the transit options that were supposed to be, but... That's what happens when you get a Republican governor who has to make a show of I don't know, being a huge asshole. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't get it. Cause, I mean like I you know, they were citing, you know, like the Boston Big Dig project as like the allegedly inevitable outcome of any attempted public works project. But um, um tunnels into New York, we sort of figured that out a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> this is something we know how to do uh meanwhile the corridor is the only profitable passenger rail in the country yeah because driving into new york sucks (laughs) right it's just not it's not reasonable at all um you know like it's one place where if you even want to experiment with anything like you're going to get your money back like just calm down (laughs) Um, and it was you know entirely a you know new jersey project like new york didn't have as much to do with it so unfortunately that means he was able to kill the whole thing mm. but at least all the trains and uh coaches were purchased ahead of time or at least they couldn't get uh, out of them entirely <laughs> so at least now we're overstocked on rolling stock and the trains aren't as crowded as they were
0: right and you're not silver having, lining <laughs> right and you're not having the problems that BART is having where they uh, haven't really Upgraded the trains in thirty years, and a lot more people are riding them now, and that's not good. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, you, you'd think you could be like, oh, you know, just add more trains, but that's that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works at all. Uh. Rail infrastructure. We had it so figured out and then just abandoned it.
0: Well, uh, you know, GM decided that every human being from the age of two and through 92 should have an individual passenger car. And it should be ideally a giant land yacht. And yes. they should drive <laughs> them all around everywhere. And it would be fun. Yay! For some reason, like the
1: uh, the quintessential fifties that my brain thinks of always puts it like in the middle of nowhere Nevada. Like not Vegas E, but you know, like maybe more area fifty one E. Like Gallup, New Mexico. Like where there's room to drive a land yacht between like the no towns. Yes. Cause like I have like the tiniest possible not smart car and <laughs> I have trouble fitting it places in New Brunswick.
0: Yeah, and people drive like huge jerks because it's New Jersey.
1: Yes, that's our superpower.